I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! And you and your daddy, both of you. <laughs> You ain't you ain't your daddy, and 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 the world can figure it out. Yeah, but I ain't saying your name. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, multiple time guest, friend of this show. You know him on Twitter as Mavs Draft Richard. What you got for me? Dude, I'm nervous doing this uh, live. Everybody can see me, you know, cheating on my notes, everything like that. (laughs) (laughs) We are live on the Hot Mic app. You can join us every single Thursday to do a live Locked on Mavericks podcast. Today, we're going to be doing a Mavs mailbag draft. So get all your questions ready. Guys in the chat, go ahead and start getting your questions in. Isaac is, I don't know, he's out gallivanting with his family, doing something. Him and his dad are probably buying Lakers merchandise just so that they can go burn it in a forest like some kind of effigy or something like that so that's what Isaac is doing but we got Richard today we're gonna answer a whole bunch of Mavs draft questions we have a question from our Apple podcast mailbag questions we go and submit a five-star Apple podcast review we will answer your questions I've been hanging on to this one for somebody that knows anything that they're talking about because Isaac and I sure don't this is from Ryan H he says what are your thoughts on Faku Compazzo replacing JJ Barea this summer or do you feel like we should be spending our money elsewhere? What are your thoughts on Kompazu? Yeah, so I still don't know how to say his name. Uh, so I'm going to have to ask you every single time I want to uh, to say it for me. It's, his full name is Fakandu. I had to go look it up. And then Faku is just, I can't say that. Yeah, you can't say no, that name no, enough, no, right? And get tripped up on it. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to change the rating of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so my, uh, my take with him is he's a really flashy player. Uh, brings a lot you know, grit, I would say, to the table, kind of like JJ. Uh, But there's one glaring issue for me, which is that jump shot. Uh, It's a super low release, and I think he's 5'10", 5'11". Just really not a pretty jump shot at all, and I don't think he gets it on, uh, gets it over any NBA defenses. So I'm I'm kind of out on him in that regard. Again, obviously, you know, he has the Real Madrid ties to Luka and everything like that, and, uh, and his playmaking is really cool to watch. It's just I don't think that's really what the Mavs need. And, and ultimately, I don't think he would be more than like a 13th man. So I, I personally would either keep JJ uh, just for, you know, he has ties with the organization longer, obviously, uh, or pursue someone else. Sorry to, to so kill the out, buzz. You're out. You don't, think that, you don't think the jump shot is good? You Not a replacement for JJ? Maybe more of a long-term investment than a, like a come in right away and give the Mavs what, the, what this guy's asking for. So... There you go. That's his thoughts. We're going to get into your questions. We have so many questions coming in on the Hot Mic app, so let's get into them. This first one, Basketball Troy, he says, is the 18th and 31st pick with Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, would it need to be a draft move for Victor Oladipo and Buddy Heald, only draft night options that make me happy? That's not really a question, bud. I don't really know. He said, answer my question, and I don't think it's a question. I started that thinking it was a question. Uh, I don't. I think you would take more than Tim Hardaway Jr. in the two picks to get Victor Oladipo. Buddy Heald, I feel like that's actually too much to <laughs> those two picks in Tim Hardaway, right? Doesn't so, that feel like it's I have too no much? idea how to gauge either of them. I feel like both of their values are so low, but like the Kings, I don't, I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll give the Pacers and Victor Oladipo coming off an injury the benefit of the doubt to kind of wait and get his value up. Although he's an expiring this year, correct? He's a 2021, not yeah. 22. Yeah. Oladipo yeah. Is, yeah. So, I mean, I, I personally, I'm scared to take that risk for Oladipo. Obviously if he hits, you probably get over the hump of 
getting into the top four, uh, theoretically on paper. So it's a big swing, but uh, I think that injury that he had, I think it was quad or knee, right? Somewhere in that area uh, just really scares me. And I'm a little bit scared to take the chance. I kind of personally, obviously I'm Mavs draft. So like, this is going to be a biased answer. I'd rather <laughs> keep the picks, but, like, <laughs> right. but at the end of the day, like, I mean, this is a really good class to get some depth and kind of replace some of the lower end guys who get low end minutes. Um, I think you can really get better at the bottom of the roster in this draft. Uh, and that's kind of been important. We've seen stretches where Justin Jackson and some other guys have been, uh, not to, you know, name drop anybody in particular, but other players like that, there's just been, uh, where a lot of those guys just kind of go missing. And I think that's, this draft is a chance to fix that. There you go. All right. The first, first question about the draft is, uh, from Henry, he says, "Would be cool. Would you be cool with taking a chance on someone like R.J. Hampton if he's there? I'm guessing available at 18. What are your thoughts initially on R.J. Hampton? So, uh, speaking of swings, uh, he's a pure swing for upside. He doesn't really offer much day one. He's a slasher, uh, really athletic. He's a project just to if he develops a jump shot, which kind of is a work in progress right now. But I think he's 18, 19. He's pretty young, so it's about patience. If the Mavs think they can develop him, you know, he's a hometown kid." Uh, I think his dad played. They can really, they could go for the swing. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, 18, I think there are some more NBA ready options. It just kind of depends on the approach. Uh, for me, I want someone who can be a little bit of both NBA ready while also uh, being a long term upside pick. So I, I'd probably prefer that over RJ. So you take somebody, take somebody else. Like even if he slid there, you think there's better options at yeah. 18. Do you think that Edmund Bain can still fall to 31? This is a question from the Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> Man, he told me he was going to say Edmund. Uh, all right. <laughs> I think I don't think Desmond will fall to 31 personally. Uh, his agency. That's what he, he That's what he said, Edmund Bain. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about Edmund Bain, but he might be there at 31. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, you can, anybody can declare for the draft, yeah, right? There might be some guy. guy. Maybe his brother is named Edmund. <laughs> who just happened to declare in the same draft. Yeah, I mean, it's a risky one. (laughs) Some teams, I know the big thing with him, like there's one trait that is going to make or break his draft stock, and that's his wingspan, uh, which he really can't do anything about at 22 years old. Um, He's a negative one, negative two, depending on where you go. Um, But I think his agency, they got Cam Johnson drafted in the lotto last year, and they're a growing agency. I think he goes first round. I think that plays a huge part in it. He's the best shooter in the draft in my eyes, and he has he makes up for the frame too. I mean, he has like muscles made of steel. Like <laughs> he's built like a linebacker. So I, I don't know. I think I think he goes first round. So I'd say take him at eighteen if you really want him that bad because he'll be a top ten player in the first year. So you get top ten, you know, year one results. Why not take him at eighteen? Mm. So this is kind of, he's kind of a come in and he's ready right away. Right. Kind of High four, yeah. In your eyes. Uh, from Lucas Stepback 2020, great name. Is there a player at 18 or around 18 that is worth keeping? So our whole thing has been, I think that they're going to trade this. I think they're going to try to go get an impact now player. But is there anybody at 18 that you're saying, all right, that's an impact now player that is worth keeping the pick? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, staying on topic, Desmond Bain, I think is absolutely one. You know, but not Edmund. not Edmund. No, Edmund. Edmund, I would take no. a 31 out on Edmund. <laughs> I've heard he's dropping in mocks. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was a first-round pick at the start of the year, but now uh, he's really slid. I don't know what happened. But uh, with <laughs> with Desmond, though, uh, you know, we've seen how important having shooters around Luca is. Immediately, that's his, that's his role. Like, that is just 
he will stand in the corner and he'll hit 50% from the corner. I don't think that's even exaggeration. Um, getting someone like him would be huge. Uh, so that's one guy. Josh Green is kind of a mix of the upside NBA ready. In my opinion, he's the best wing defender uh, that'll be available. I think after like the top 10, he's probably the best wing defender overall. So someone like him. And then third, if you want someone, uh, another name, I'd like Dan Oturu from Minnesota. He's a really polarizing guy. Uh, him and like DeAndre Aiden had some of the most historic seasons in the last 10 years. Uh, and he's super raw. So like he's got a ton of room to grow. So those would be three guys I'd watch at 18. Coming up, more questions from you guys. Questions on the draft. We got Mavs draft, the, the Mavs draft expert with us. Talk about all that. Answer your questions coming up. All right, Richard, let's get to some more questions as you've just completely disappeared and we're looking Sorry, at I had, uh, I had to take a drink. <laughs> the Edmund talk. All good. All good. The Edmund, the Edmund Payne talk got, got the best of you. Um, okay, so this is, a, this is sort of a draft philosophy question. Billy says, if the Mavs keep 18, should they get somebody who fills a hole in the team or go for best player available? What do you think about you know in the draft going best player available, especially where the Mavericks are right now as a team? So, like, historically speaking, I think best player available is the right thing. Um, but the Mavs are in a really weird situation where they probably won't be picking this high again for a while based on the trajectory of the team. Um, which is funny because it's 18. Yeah, and, which is crazy to <laughs> say. But, I mean, I think most of us expect the team to be in the 20s, you know, uh, every year. It depends. It really depends on who's there, I think. I think that's the biggest variable If if some of the guys that – are expected to go if it goes as order i would say just take best player available don't worry about the fit um just kind of as it as a consensus take the best player now if there's some guys that slip which will inevitably happen because it happens every single year take best player i mean i or i mean i don't even know i i really don't even know how to answer this is there's so many scenarios like if you gave me a hypothetical i'd probably be able to answer it a little bit better but it it really depends on who's there. And I'm sorry, that's a cop-out yeah, answer. It, yeah, it's just maybe you have a philosophy where you're like best player available. But it, it really does depend on the situation. And honestly, I think best player available is going to be a trade. I think they're yeah. going to be able to trade this pick and bring in that best player available because then that's what you do instead. I think if you're a team like, you know, the like the Sixers when they were bottoming out or even some of these, you know, teams like the Hawks even like you take best player available because you have so many projects that you don't know what to do with right you don't know if they're going to pan out or not and so go with best player available because you never know if somebody like Nerlens Noel that you you know traded for and sent Drew Holiday down there for is going to pan out or not so go ahead and pick Joel Embiid because you don't know if that's going to work out now they, they did that three times in a row with Noel uh, Julia Okafor and then Embiid so I don't know if I don't know if you want to do that but, yeah that's extreme you know I think that I think that's the situation where you go best player available at, at all costs, like no matter what. You don't you don't just pick for fit because then you're ended up with a situation where you're you know you pick the wrong guy, right? Or you miss on somebody. Uh, this is a question from Henry. He says, "What do you think of Okoru? You had a tweet about him like a month ago, and Auburn Twitter roasted you about it, mainly because a lot of them are new to being basketball fans. So explain explain your whole thing here, man. All right. So what I said about Isaac Okoro was a compliment, which turned into me hating him, which I said he was underutilized because most like in my I'm literally right. Like, that's the most annoying part. I'm literally right. Because <laughs> he had the lowest usage, lowest usage rate of any player in my top 15. Like, 
that I'm literally right. <laughs> so they would use him right on defense, but on offense, like he's this playmaker slasher. You can do everything, literally everything on the court, but shoot that he is horrible at it. That's why he's not the number one pick, obviously. But what I said was they should, instead of leaving the worst shooter in the team, who's a ball handler and slasher in the corner, maybe they should have just put him somewhere else. That was literally my tweet in Auburn Twitter. Let me have it. <laughs> but I like him a lot. Uh, I buy the jump shot being like a little bit better than Lou Dort, at least. Uh, if that's a benchmark that you can, you know, he's not going to. We'll take if, that. If it's like, he just had a moment. <laughs> yeah. All you need is if all you get is a closeout, that's enough. Like that's a win for him. Like if you need to close out on him, that's a win. And he becomes a top five player in the draft because he's probably the best wing defender. He's one of the better playmakers for a wing. And he's a really good slasher and athlete. So you're down. You're 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 there for the for the Mavs. What do you think? Oh my God! If the Mavs if the Mavs could get him, and every team is scared of his shooting, like I I would be all over that. And the Mavs would be the perfect team to fix his shot. We've we know a guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> we know. Hopefully, hopefully we know a couple guys. But they did just bring in Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and uh, I don't know if they fixed it, but he at least made two threes in one quarter in a row, right? In the playoffs, so or in the in the bubble. So <laughs> hey. They could do anything, I guess. Uh, Isaac Harris's burner account, which I don't believe this to be the real Isaac, if anyone's listening <laughs> on the podcast, but it could be. He could be outing himself. He said, should we draft Aaron Neesmith if he's available? So I have mixed opinions on him. He only played 12 games. He had arguably the, the greatest 12-game shooting stretch ever, uh, where he shot 52%, I think, from three. But the competition was weak. He played, I think, one SEC game and then played one other team with an NBA player on their roster so i don't know what if the shot is like fully real i don't know how it's obviously real i just don't know how good it'd be uh at 18 it seems like that's good value based on where he's mocked personally for myself i would say eh, wait it out and maybe move back if you want him but he'd be obviously a good player on the maps like the shooter he can shoot anywhere on the floor and he's six i think six six with a six six ten wingspan like he can shoot over people easily so i mean that's the appeal is obvious with that yeah, we'll take that. I mean, everything you just said. I'm, I'm on board. I'm there. Marcos wants to know, explain why Tyrese Maxey should be the top player on the Mavs board. So if he's there at 18, yeah, he probably is. So he's beyond being another local guy. He's a really good athlete, um, really good defender. Uh, excuse me, not, not a great athlete. He's a really good defender, though. Absolutely pesky. The jump shot, I think it'll be better. He shot 29% in college. But there's a lot of signs for him being better. He has a really nice mid-range game free throw percentage, all that. So if you can develop the jump shot, you get a, honestly, I think you could get a Marcus Smart kind of player, which if the Mavs had a Marcus Smart, would they not be headed? I mean, I, I don't want to say it, but they would be really good, right? <laughs> like, well, everybody wants Marcus Smart. Yeah. Every single trade deadline, every single offseason, they're like, can we get Marcus Smart? Every mailbag is like, can we get Marcus Smart? <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a comparison, but like, if you got a, a hound like him, it's pretty good for a winning team. If you're feeling it. You're, the, you're there. Yeah. Uh, Jared wants to know, what's the biggest name player you could think of dropping out of the lottery? Oh, yes. I love this question. I'm going with Obi Toppin. Uh, he was the National oh. Player of the Year. Obviously, you know, highlight dunks and everything, but I don't buy it. Uh, I personally don't buy it. I know a lot of people with uh, Intel and Mox are saying, you know, he's climbing, but a lot of it we don't know until the combine anyway, so it could just be smoke. Um, I, I just – he didn't do a lot for himself. He couldn't drive on people. He's really terrible uh, laterally. He's 
probably the worst defender. <laughs> no, he's just gonna end it there. He's really no. <laughs> yeah, he's a terrible. He's just gonna yeah, end it there. Player of the year. No, he's he's awful, Bradbury. Like I, he's the probably the worst defender in the draft. Uh, it's a it's a big concern outside of athleticism, and he's elite off ball. It's just what can he do with the ball is my concern. But now, if the yeah, Mavs which, could get him, I would be all over it. You'd be you'd be with yeah, it yeah. because the thing is, you have to for a player like that, you have to have somebody that dominates the ball, right? You're not trying to. It's not like the Knicks where we're we need somebody that can handle the ball and, and do things with the ball. We can't have just this guy that's really good off the ball. You need somebody like yep. that. Uh, Christian said, "Who's Josh Green's ceiling and floor NBA comparison wise? Are you for comparisons? So, Some people are yes like and no. really anti comparisons. Only, they hate only if I like really feel a good comparison, I'm pro comparison. Otherwise, mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise, probably not. I like the role comparison kind of thing. Like if you could compare a type of role, that's better." Uh, but the names I put, so my floor, I put somewhere, I put Tabo Cephalosha would be his floor, uh, his ceiling. I said Gerald Wallace, but that kind of depends on him getting better as a slasher. Uh, the middle ground I would say is Wilson Chandler. Like if you remember him when he came in the league, like freak athlete, you know, I kind of could shoot and just relied on a lot of athleticism, good defender. So that's kind of the middle ground. I really like him. Uh, just the athleticism. He has some of the craziest passes I've ever seen, uh, from a freshman, so there's a lot to buy from him. Gerald Wallace was really good. Yeah, that was a pretty high. We remember <laughs> him as a guy that had this huge contract that was bad, but he was he was really good. Uh, question from Justin: Who's the most underrated player in the draft, and why is it Emmanuel Quickly? <laughs> hey. uh, I actually saw Emmanuel Quickly at an Adidas camp one time, and I thought he was really good, but apparently he's really dropped and hasn't been. That yeah, great. so he won SEC Player of the Year, but you would never know it on mock drafts. Most people have him in the forty-five, sixty range, which. I don't get his shooting is legit. He has probably the best in between game, uh, best floater in the draft. And he's one of the better shooters in the draft. Then he's long. Uh, he played small forward, even though he's a point guard. Like there's a lot that I think he's a hidden gem in this class. So it, it probably actually is him. The other answer, since that was already gifted to me, uh, I would say Elijah <laughs> Hughes from Syracuse. Uh, have you seen, you probably see my tweets on him the last few weeks. I moved him up to number 12. Uh, I'm definitely the highest on him of anybody on draft Twitter. But he's 22, which I guess can be a turnoff, but does literally everything. Uh, and I don't know. It just seems kind of, I don't want to say obvious. Everything, everything. everything is good. Like, I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> my, my biggest flaw with him is that he plays in the Syracuse zone and that his follow through is like kind of awkward. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey. That's it. <laughs> I can't find anything else. All right, coming up, more questions like this, rapid-fire style, and uh, hopefully no one else will trick me trying to come up with a name that is not a draft player that I don't know. Coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about one of my favorite snacks and one of my favorite meal replacements, Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's an incredible bar. If you ever just want to go to the cabinet or go to the pantry and just pick something out, just say, man, I want something, some kind of snack that's going to tide me over to dinner or replace my breakfast or something that's just going to tide me over to a certain point in the day. I know everyone has that at the office or if you're still at home, you're like, man, I'm working from home. I'm snacking all the time. Here's a snack that you can eat without all the guilt of, man, I'm just eating chips all day or man, I'm just eating like mini muffins all day. I have mini muffins in my pantry right now. I want to get them. 18 incredible flavors with Built Bar. 
They have six new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, incredible new flavors. They're, the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. You can eat them without feeling too worried. They're also covered in 100% chocolate, so you know that they taste good. They're chewy, they're awesome, incredible different flavors. Go check them out at BuiltBar.com. And right now, use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Richard, let's get into some more questions. This is from Basketball Troy. He said, is Tyler Bay the move for number 18, Defensive Player of the Year? He's a wing. Yeah, so I actually just got done watching a few games of his uh, today and yesterday. Um, he'd be really good on the Mavs. I'd probably take him at 31 over 18 just because the jump shot is far from ready. Uh, and I don't know if you can do that at 18, if you can take someone that is kind of a one-trick pony and doesn't – like he, he'd kind of play the MKG role, you know, and – I don't know if I would take that at 18. Like, even though he is a monster defender, probably one of the top five defenders in the class, and he's a great rebounder for a 6'6 guy with great length, I don't know if I'd take him at 18. I think he'll be there at 31. So I would I would try for him at 31, and I'd be happy. More of a second round guy. Sater says, can you guys put together an all-time starting five and sixth man with only second round picks and oh, undrafted man. guys? I think I'm, I'm going to limit it to just second round picks, and let's just come up with a uh, you know Ooh. top six. All time, second round guys. All t- I guess let's go all time. I mean, the ones that we can remember. So we're obviously limited to, you know, our capacity to remember. But so managing Nobly <laughs> yeah, in the starting five, right? <laughs> I think Draymond Green's probably in the starting five. Isaiah Thomas, right? Uh, there might be another point. Which one? Were they not the not the, uh, the 60th, not the original 60th. one? Oh, uh, it it. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe he's he's out there. I, there's probably another point guard. I guess it depends on – are you talking about breadth of, of career no, too no, or are you I actually go going – you know what I mean? I would go just prime or just best window because definitely he wouldn't if make we're going it just, Yeah. If we're just going best year, right? Isaiah Thomas is there. That one year of Isaiah dude. Thomas was so good. We he averaged so almost like 15 points a game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> he was wild. crazy. It was like almost 30 points yeah. a game and then he just completely dropped off. Uh, so, yeah, we have Ginobili. We have – uh man oh gilbert arenas was, was yeah. one marcus Saul we have to put oh, up there yeah. i think marcus. he oh Jokic, definitely Jokic. oh for sure how can we miss Jokic? yeah so can a Jokic gasol starting yes. fi- like yes. and draymond is that yes. <laughs> <laughs> can we no, do that is that possible shoots. you, you got to get a shooter at point guard and then take out it because manu would pass too like all of those passes <laughs> oh apparently willis reed was second round oh so. yeah dang that's that's tough. And Tiny Archibald. Tiny Archibald led the league in points and assists one year. I so. got one. I got one. Chris, this might be this might be a st- uh, stretch, but Chris Middleton? The fi- I mean, he almost it, had that's a, a wing. We, have, we, don't, we don't have a lot of wings on this team yeah. yet. So, yeah. Were there Dennis Rodman was a second-round pick? Oh, my God. Dragic. Okay, so of that group, I think I'm going – oh, gosh. I'm going to regret this. Jokic, Draymond, Middleton – Ginobili, Isaiah Thomas. I think that's my team. I think that's our team. Anybody you'd replace there? I guess you so, can put Willis Reed instead of Jokic. So I but. think I would just take out it, move everybody down, and put Mark Gasol in there because I'm I'm all for it. And man. just and just I'm all for it. Huge. Nobody shoot, everybody pass. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> there you go. So we answered that question. Uh, uh, Jimmy L wants to know any trade up targets. Um, I think you can get anybody, honestly, 11 would be the window I would look at. I think the Spurs 
if they decide to move. I think that's a 18 and 31 would probably get you up there just because the drop off, the drop off from 11 to 30 to 18 is pretty small compared to most years. Uh, it's, I mean, I've said it, the top is very weak, but the depth is unbelievably strong. Uh, and I have most of those guys in the same tier. You could get, I, I don't know anybody name any names off the top of my head that I think will fall. Maybe Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, a lot of people like him, but he's probably got the weirdest shot form I've ever seen in my life. So I don't know about people are really high on him though. What was that? People are really yeah. high on him though. I've seen. Yeah, he can't really he can't shoot off the dribble. I don't he like not even can't really. He just can't shoot off the dribble, um, and that's yeah, a major that's concern of mine. Like you, if you're a point guard, you have to be able to shoot off the dribble. Um, but one other guy, maybe Kyra Lewis. He'd be, he's really good. 18 year old oh, yeah. sophomore. Um, super quick. Really do good. You know defender. about him. Yeah. Yeah. He, I would be, yeah, I, watched, I, w- I watched a good amount of footage on him for a project. And yeah, I, I thought I was like, Oh, this guy would be good as a math kind of bigger guard. Mosin wants to know, are we out on Cole Anthony? I could see cool. him sliding that far down to the Mavs. Yeah, I could see the same thing, uh, which I never thought I'd say six months ago. If the Mavs can get Cole Anthony and they pass on him, either there's some horrible intel on him or because, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's a top seven. I think he's number six. Uh, I have. I don't know why I'm guessing. He's my number five. Player. He was like number one at one point, yeah, right? He was, he was like one, one of these recruit. guys out of high school that was way up there. Yeah, him and James Wiseman were the number one and two recruit. Uh, excluding Lamella Ball, so like he's super talented. I think he's top three talent. Um, I have him number five on my board just because of other things. But like, I, if he's there, you got to take him. Like that is definitely like that's one of those things we talked about: best player or not. Like if someone like that is there, he's too good to pass up. Like even if you miss on him, like you got incredible value on draft night. It's kind of like the Michael Porter Jr. pick, right? Yeah. Like you just go, you just go with it, right? And maybe you'll need him down the road. Somebody, you know, a Will Bartner, one of your starters, is out, and all of a sudden you need this guy, and hopefully you go there. Sater wants to know who your top sleeper is in the draft. Uh, so I kind of said it earlier with Elijah Hughes, but if you want me to go deeper, I can, I can gladly. Uh, I, I think I got to like get in that rem names. cycle, find got, that deep sleeper. I got like 150 names on here, so like, there's no, that's <laughs> not that's not, those aren't sleepers anymore. That's the draft yeah. pool. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, I would say, man, I I have a hard time with this. I'd probably say Isaiah Mike. He's from SMU. I keep going local here. I don't know if I got this hometown bias or not. It's really starting to show, but he's a 6'8 wing, <laughs> uh, 3 and D, really good athlete, uh, good passer, makes simple passes, but he's really good at it. Um, I know he signed over in Europe uh, with an opt-out clause, but I mean, 6'8, 3 and D wing, that's pretty impressive for me so i would say him uh people want to know why hassan whiteside has is looked at so low now because he's in the chat and people are wondering why do you mean hassan whiteside is (laughs) not looked at as a good player anymore so you mean the player not the not the user (laughs) i don't know anything about the user the user's initials on the app are gr so (laughs) somebody else but their name is hassan whiteside anyway uh, Hassan Whiteside isn't looked at as a good player anymore because he's not. He lets he he blocks like three shots a game, but allows ten layups. That's that's to me. Yeah, no, that's, he's empty stats. Like, there's very few <laughs> empty stats guys. It's him. Like, he's the empty stats guy. <laughs> Nick's Captain America Shield asks, "Who's your <laughs> personal favorite player in the draft?" <laughs> I love the amazing names. name. I didn't even notice that. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've seen Desmond Bain since he was a sophomore, so 
Um, probably him. Is that a cheap answer though? If that's a cheap answer, this is I can the give. Desmond Bain Ed, podcast. Well, Edmund I think Bain is different. Oh, sorry, you said Desmond. Uh, my, <laughs> yeah, Edmund Bain is not not even close to one of my favorites. I guess the other. Uh, I'll I'll try and bring in a different name because I got a lot of draft favorites here, but um, I like Cassius Winston. Like his story is so hard not to like. Mm. Like he's such a good person. 50-40-92 on the court. I like that. So. There you go. All right, that's it for the podcast. We'll stay on hot mic, guys, if you want to hang out with us. But everybody listening on the podcast, we appreciate you jumping in. Download the hot mic app if you want to join us on Thursdays. We'll be here. Thanks so much to Richard at Mavs Draft. You can follow him and hang out with him uh, as he gets roasted by other colleges that say that he hates their players. (laughs) So there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. You don't help me. And I don't hope you, and I'm fine. I'm fine out here, regardless of how much you talk about me. Mm. All right? All right. Just know who I'm talking about. Mm. And, I ain't, and I'm not mentioning your name because I won't even want the, 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 the whole world to even know that, God damn it, I give you that type of love. But you know he knows.